Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. White House press briefing about to begin. Let's see what lies were told today. Oh, I'm sorry. Is, is that me not not being happy enough? Like, am I not being positive enough here? I'll try, I'll try it again. I'll try it again. So the White House press briefing is soon to begin. Let's see what lies they tell us today. No, it didn't change a thing, did it? Not a, not a damn thing. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. What's going on? 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. That's where you find it. Now, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, this, man, this is not a fun job, but I I should uh, be clear, uh, she wanted it. She wanted to be press secretary. She got it. And her job is to explain why everything Joe Biden is doing about the economy is just superly duperly. When, of course, the economy is an incredible problem. But the larger problem, the larger scale problem, is that we know better. We know how bad it is. But I said to you, I would share with you the proof that the Biden administration is okay with everything that is happening. The Biden administration is fine with everything that's going on. This is, to a very large extent, a part of the plan. We need to address this. We need to break this down. Biden wants to do a gas tax holiday, but it's Biden's policies that ensure no energy security. How does that work? And when you see gas prices this high, energy prices this high, he likes it. And it comes in his own words. I will bring that to you. Um, But if uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is going to say some words, I I just let's all let's all gather in. It's all gather in. We, we got to hear it. Uh, this is uh, the Pentagon spokesperson speaking from the White House right now, John Kirby. Let's hear what he has to say. Policy changes with respect to anti-personnel landmines. After conducting a comprehensive policy review, the United States is now joining the vast majority of countries around the world in committing to limit the use of anti-personnel landmines. The use of these weapons put more civilians at risk of being injured by unexploded mines, including children, long after the fighting has stopped. And the president believes strongly that the, we need to curtail their use worldwide. So this new commitment will align U.S. policy outside of the Korean Peninsula with the key requirements of the Ottawa Convention. Now, what this is really, if, if we were to take it and put it to its end, because this story was out a little bit earlier, uh, the use of landmines is going to end outside of Korea. In Korea, uh, there are still going to be mines. And the, 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 the whole area of the DMZ between North and South Korea, you, you can argue, is, is uh, protection from, from North Korean attack. You can make that argument. But there's also a secondary horrific argument that it's protection against North Korean invasion of North Koreans just looking for food. The U.S. currently has a stockpile of 3 million anti-personnel landmines. And under the new policy, any that are not needed to protect South Korea, those are going to get destroyed. 
I will guarantee you, not all of them will be destroyed. I wanted to hear what the, what the press conference was. They led with this. I wasn't expecting them to lead with this. I knew the story. Wanted to share it with you. Let's get into Biden's energy policy. Let's get into the fact that every time Biden speaks, he speaks in a way that says, how dare you question this absolutely fantastic, wonderful economy? His entire team constantly works on a a thesis of everything's great. Only you don't understand it. Things are terrific. It's only you who don't get it. You'll have the White House press secretary in prior moments again blaming Vladimir Putin and the invasion of Ukraine. Given the fact that they keep hitting new highs, are there new initiatives, new policy proposals that your team is working through right now that could possibly have an effect that you could roll out in the weeks ahead if prices continue where they've been? So everything's on the table, as you heard us how you heard us say the last couple of weeks. But I do want to say, you look, you know, if you look at um, uh, what happened when Putin started amassing troops on the border with Russia, the price of gas has increased by a dollar and fifty-one cents. They never mentioned that inflation was extremely high before the invasion. That the inflation conversation is that of Biden's policies alone. Representative Byron Donalds of Florida. Well, guess what, folks? An economy for the middle class doesn't work if the economy doesn't work. The late, great Margaret Thatcher said it better than any of us ever could. Joe Biden and the Democrats will prefer the poor be poorer. So the rich are less rich. Joe Biden would prefer to build an economy that doesn't work for anybody as opposed to letting the free market and, yes, trickle-down economics, which does work, actually flourish in the United States. See, Byron Donalds there is talking about policy. More than he's talking about people, he's talking about policy, a theory of economic growth. We have seen now what the theory is with Joe Biden and economic growth, and what we get is no growth. We have a reversal. And when you should bring it up to his team, his team is simply just stunned that you aren't appreciating how great everything is. They are disgusted that you don't notice. They try and shut you down. They try and shut you up. They scream. They yell. They attack. Because they have absolutely, positively nothing else. They certainly don't have policy. Nor do they have a great number of Americans who believe in the things that this White House, that this progressive party agrees with. This progressive party agrees with the idea that higher prices are an opportunity. They believe that when you see oil at these prices, gasoline at these prices, this is the opportunity to take the opportunity to push the things that they believe in. Like, for example, solar and wind. Solar and wind work so well that Germany, realizing they can't rely on Russian energy, they're now firing up the coal power plants. They're going to coal, not solar and not wind, because solar can't run a nation and neither can wind, but coal can. 
They're only should, they should only be thankful that it's the middle of summer. Because if this was winter, they'd have a whole nother problem. And remember, this is a nation that could go nuclear, that has been nuclear. They decided, no, we can't have nuclear power. We should be seriously looking at nuclear power. They went to coal, proving that the left's ideology doesn't work anywhere, even in the places dominated by the left. The masturbatory fantasies they have in the college faculty lounge never exist in the real world because they don't exist in the real world. But they are convinced that you will benefit from their thoughts. As a matter of fact, the pain that you feel, yeah, but that's okay. You'll thank us. They believe this. You are not the only one that notes this, that notices this. Chuck Todd on NBC and his panel. The staff seems overly protective of him. Yeah, there's no question. And that's part of the reason he's out front so little. He's done such a tiny number of recent interviews. And now, of course, in this AP interview, the message that he's sending that people are highlighting is that he's recognizing that there's a lot of pain and suffering in this country. Giving people a little Jimmy Carter flashback, you know, a word he never actually said. But Malays, uh, his infamous Malays speech. And that's something that senior White House staff are acutely aware of. Getting compared to Jimmy Carter is bad news. But they're not shying away from that. They're just angry that you say it. They embrace it in their policies. We have no energy security policy at all. At all. We have gas at $5 a gallon. You've got the Biden administration contemplating this idea of a suspension of the gas tax, but no contemplation of how we engage in energy security. Why? Because this is nothing more than an opportunity. When I said, yes, prices are high, but you'll thank us later, that is how the political left believes. Oh, sure, you can't find meat on the shelves. That's okay. You'll thank us later. You shouldn't even eat meat. It's bad for the environment. Oh, you can't run your air conditioning all day? That's okay. It's better for the environment. You'll thank us. This is how much they hate you, me, and we. And if you say to me, Tony, you're just saying that because you don't like Joe Biden. Oh, really? My dear mother used to have an expression. If everything lousy, something good will happen if you look hard enough for it. We have a chance here to make a fundamental turn toward renewable energy, electric vehicles, and, and not just electric vehicles, but across the board. And, uh, and that's something we should be, my team is going to be sitting down with the CEOs of the major oil companies this week and uh, try to get an explanation how they justify making $35 billion in the first quarter. Are you planning to say- the companies have to justify to you why they made $35 billion? How about go to hell? No CEO across the country, no business owner across the country, large or small, has to justify to the President of the United States why they made dime one. Tell him to go to hell. You want to talk about something dictatorial, something thug-like, something Banana Republic-esque? Explain yourselves? Kiss off is the explanation. You want to know how disgusting and twisted Joe Biden is? You're really going to support this? There are people out there supporting this stuff? This thug? Turns out he is corn pop.
But how about this idea, you know, my mom, my grandmother told me, you know, uh, things are bad, you look hard enough, you'll find, you'll find something good. We've got a chance to make a fundamental turn toward green energy and electric cars. You are the one who can't go out to the meal. You are the one making hard decisions about what it is your family eats. You are the one who has to make this call. You're the one making less in that trucking, in that shipping, in that delivery industry. You're the one dealing with the unbelievable increase in in the cost of wholesale goods and wholesale prices. And Joe Biden just said, good. Then we'll change things and you'll thank me later. That's hate, guys. That is hate. That is Joe Biden and progressive elitists saying, we know better than you. We know how to save you from yourselves. We know what it will take to make things better. It's going to mean you deal with a little bit of pain, but you'll thank us. What a benevolent dictator. What an evil, evil point of view. And I dare anybody to defend it. You want to know why Joe Biden is so unpopular? He just told you, stop complaining about high gas prices. You'll thank me for it. We're using this as an opportunity to change everything about you. Whether you like it or not, whether you approve it or not, whether it works for your life or not, whether you can afford it or not. And by the way, if you can't afford it, that's all right. We'll just tax the people who have more money so you can get it. Because somehow that's fair. All in the guise of saving the environment that has been on the cusp of extinction for as long as I've been alive, yet here we are. If you don't understand that the Biden administration, via policy, is not working in favor of Americans, but working against them, well, then that's because you don't want to watch. You don't want to notice. You don't want to see. You don't want to realize. If you don't understand the absolute damage this does to a nation, never mind its people, it's because you don't want to watch, because you don't want to see it. Or worse, you're an ideologue who's down with that. After all, we'll all thank you later, right? I'm Tony Katz. You know, I was going to put up some of the January 6th hearing, and then I'm like, I don't know whether people are going to be cursing or not. I have no idea. But they're literally showing they're literally showing video from, from Nick Fuentes, this ridiculous... I don't even know what his story is. He was like something for a hot second. And then people are like, oh, yeah, he's a he's a bigot nut. And that was the end of that. They're showing videos from him. It's like, oh, okay. All right, that's that that that's glorious right there. I think, I think I'll skip the whole thing. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? Adam Schiff is, is talking. Hold on. Today you will hear from Rusty Bowers. Oh, God, he makes me sick. Right, right, yeah, yeah, that's close. That's 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 close. Although I, I, if I was the kind of guy who would tell the joke, 
I have a, I, I would tell a better joke than that. But I'm not about to tell porn jokes on the show, producer Ari. That's not who I am. That's who Stop I am. Stop asking. Though. Stop asking for porn jokes. Meanwhile, the January 6th committee has stated uh, that uh, there will be no criminal referrals to the Justice Department of former President Trump or anyone else. He's the chair of the committee, Benny Thompson, Democrat from Mississippi, saying there'll be no criminal referrals. Vice Chair Liz Cheney, the Republican from Wyoming, <laughs> Republican. Um, hey, she 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 used to vote great. She might still vote great. She has made her hatred of Trump the reason for her, exist, her existence, and it's ruined her. She stated, quote, there has not been a conclusion regarding potential criminal referrals, and we will do so, quote, at an appropriate time, unquote. Then you have Representative Elaine Luria out of Virginia stating that if criminal activity occurred, it is our responsibility to report that activity to the DOJ. Then you have a committee spokesperson saying to CNN, the committee has no authority to prosecute individuals, but is rather tasked with developing facts. And then says that the committee would gather, quote, all relevant information, offer recommendations, and if warranted, make criminal referrals. You have no authority to prosecute individuals, but you can make criminal referrals. You're not going to make criminal referrals, but you will make criminal referrals. Uh, somebody, please, get this group of people together on the same page. You can make all the arguments you want that Trump is a jerk face. You just can't win the conversation of insurrection. And I believe what we are seeing from these hearings is that they're not even trying to win the conversation about insurrection. They just want to say Trump's a jerk face. It's the only thing they care about, okay? Knock yourselves out. But America's focused on many, many other things. So uh, if you don't mind, we're not going to pay attention here. This is Tony Katz today. what Americans can do or can't do, but I do think uh, this is kind of the kind of the, the pendulum swinging as we are, are as we are more people are vaccinated and more folks are, are feeling more comfortable and more safe to get out there. The Biden administration is still taking credit. Look at all the people we got vaccinated. 200 million people vaccinated and that's why people are able to go about their lives. Ain't that great? It's a weird take. It's a weird, weird take. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Really, really great to be with you guys. It's a weird take because I would argue that the Biden administration didn't screw up the rollout that was already in place. I I would say that clearly. But you all said that Trump couldn't do it. You all said there was no way to get a a, a vaccine that fast, and, and, and you were all wrong. Yet you're taking credit for it. People are going out this summer. It's all because of Joe Biden getting everybody the vaccine. Thank goodness he wasn't biking it to people. I'm just going to let that laugh just, just sit there, guys. Just just leave that 
in the ether. I told you, and I'm telling you, Eric Greitens, the former governor of Missouri, is a moron. An absolute moron. Voting for him is a ridiculous, ridiculous idea. He has proven himself to be an incompetent person with no connection to the reality in front of him. He is the former governor of Missouri. And as the former governor of Missouri, he resigned. It was a sex scandal. It was a weird sex scandal. It's one there were there were photos and there was bondage and there was lies and deception. There was no safe word and that's what made it not okay. I believe the Missouri Senate primary is August 2nd. And somehow Eric Greitens is in the lead. A guy who resigned as the governor of Missouri is right now in the lead, according to Real Clear Politics, in the Senate primary race. The Republicans of Missouri have to stop. And if you're mad at me, well, I don't care. Because supporting Greitens is insane. And if Eric Greitens doesn't like it, he's more than welcome to call me. And I'll tell him he's insane. Why is Eric Greitens insane? I will gladly tell you. Because he put out a video. An ad piece. Oh, yeah, this is how he's going to this is how he's going to get elected, kids. This is how he's going to get elected. He puts out a piece where he is going rhino hunting. Let me let me let me say that again. Rhino hunting. You know what a rhino is? Republican in name only? Yeah, I got it. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Well, he's gonna do some rhino hunting. Except He's not just talking about it. He's holding a shotgun. He has a weapon on his hip. And he is telling people to order their rhino hunting permit today. This is insane. I'm Eric Greitens, Navy SEAL. And today, we're going rhino hunting. The rhino feeds on corruption and is marked by the stripes of cowardice. Let me explain to you what just happened in the video. He's surrounded by four or five, let's call them commandos. All camo, uniformed up. They use a battering ram to bash down the door of a house. They throw in some flashbangs and now they're running in. Join the MAGA crew, get a rhino hunting permit. There's no bagging limit, no tagging limit, and it doesn't expire until we save our country. 
That's his ad. What the hell are you thinking? That's his ad. I'm telling you, Eric Greitens is a fool and has a team of a bunch of fools, and this guy is going to lose a general election, and you, Missouri, will be responsible. What the hell are you doing? Now, I like a fighter, but I like a smart fighter. I like people who recognize that there are deed Republicans who aren't willing to fight, and when the serious issues come up, they run the other way. I I think that that's very true. I think it's worth noting. I think it's very, very important. And I don't think we should uh, necessarily vote for those people. Sometimes you got to recognize what you're dealing with. And when you complain about, for example, Susan Collins out of Maine, you have to recognize that the Republican in Maine is much different than the Republican in Texas. Because they are different. I live in Indiana. The Republican Party here is the weirdest group of people ever. Supermajority in the state of Indiana. You know what policies they move? None. You know how many policies they're afraid of? All of them. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Doesn't make any sense on any level. But yet it happens. And you deal with that. And you try slowly to turn the wheel. Because no matter what you saw about Trump, there's only one. And everybody else who tries to play this Trump-esque game loses. You have to do things as you are. You have to do things as your own person, your own woman, your own man, your own human being with your own mind and own ideas. And you have to recognize what is in your local politics. It's, it's like hearing, you know, uh, you got a campaign like Trump did. Trump, a guy who spent $10 million on ads and got over $1.8 billion in earned media, you know what that means? Free coverage. If you were to calculate the cost of all the coverage Trump got in 2016 from media, $1.8 billion worth. He didn't pay that. He got it. You know who else is going to get that deal? No one. You know when it's going to happen? Never. No one is ever going to get that deal again. So maybe stop thinking that you could be the next Trump. Stop being a fool. Now, I want to make sure I've said it properly, because I talk about the fact that I never use the words dumb or stupid on the show. Dumb and stupid, they end conversation. Eric Greitens is dumb, and this ad is stupid. Or, 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 uh, Eric Greitens is stupid, and this ad is dumb. I honestly don't know which way it's supposed to be said. I'll let the linguists figure it out. This ad is ridiculous. It's pathetic. You don't do it. You want to talk about rhinos? That's fine. Your rhino hunting permit? You schmuck. Don't you get you're a schmuck? I get it, America, man. We love a good second act. We love it. We adore it. Dear Lord, Mike Tyson raped a woman, and the guy got a Broadway show. America is crazy about a second act. Rhino hunting permit? You schmuck. Yeah. Missouri really thinks that there's something here that they should be a part of? You think there's something here of value? 
Now, I will admit to you with clarity that I do not know every single person running. You've got the uh, Attorney General, Eric Schmidt. You have a U.S. Representative, Vicki Hartzler. Another representative, Billy Long. That's who you have in, 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 in this race. Over one in four people, according to Emerson College polling, remain undecided. I'd have to go back and take a look at some of the poll and see what it is you can work with or, or not work with. By the way, oh, I just found it. Ooh, that was quick. Likely Republican primary voters, um, uh, 1,000 people, plus or minus 3%. When we look at polls here, um, and and I never trust just one poll, we do take a look at certain things. We do take a look at things being over 1,000 people in the poll, and we do look at that plus or minus. 3% is the threshold. Anything above 3%, you start asking questions. When you see a plus or minus of like 5%, what, what is the point of this poll? This poll is just to waste my time. 26% 26% for Greitens, 20% for Schmidt, 16% for Hartzler, the representative. So Schmidt is the attorney general, Hartzler is the as a representative, Greitens is the former governor. 27% are undecided. More people are undecided than are for Greitens. Well, congratulations. You just figured out for the undecideds, one less person to have to decide on. If you are listening in St. Louis and you are still considering Greitens, you're out of your head. And don't tell me, well, this person likes him or that person likes him. I'll take on all the comers. I'm talking about winning. I argue clearly that sometimes I don't get everything I want out of a candidate. I believe that to be true. The question is, do I at least get a majority of the things I need out of a candidate? Because that's all they're good for. I am not interested in personalities. I'm interested in policy. I am not interested in cults. I am not interested in trying to find a father figure or a mother figure. These people aren't boyfriends or girlfriends. They are cogs in a machine to make our life easier, period. And this guy is going to make his your life tougher because he can't win because he's stupid. And his ad is dumb. Nope, nope, no, wait, no, no, wait. He's dumb and the ad is stupid. Can I get a ruling on this? of people are undecided two months out. Maybe that's normal. I think the undecided is going to be a much, much smaller number. And this is a learning opportunity for Republicans all across the country. Don't be too cute by half. Don't be too special. Yes, you should fight. You should want to fight. But if you fight on policy, not some bullcrap line about rhino hunting, you schmuck. It's, it, it is, yeah, I know, I know. I should have played it from the beginning, and, and I'm sorry. It's embarrassing. Really is. Really is. You cannot trust a guy this ignorant, this tone deaf in the society right now to put out that ad. Notice I didn't say you can't have a guy who fights. Notice I didn't say you shouldn't have an ad that supports the Second Amendment. All those things are good and valuable. We talk about Brett Kavanaugh and someone trying to assassinate him. We're talking about the radical protesters in front of Amy Coney Barrett's house. We're talking about uh, the the unbelievable violence uh, that, that we have seen 
uh, over the course of the couple of years with these riots and the destruction of property. And now, let's just break into somebody's house and hunt rhinos. That's normal. That's a conservative principle. You know what? I, I figured it out. I, I, it took me a little while, but I figured it out. Eric Greitens is dumb and stupid, and this ad of his is stupid and dumb. You've been warned, Missouri. He took up all the dumb and stupid in the room. You have to be smarter than that. Do so. I'm Tony Katz. Stephen Colbert takes to his show and wants you to know that, yeah, sure, he had staff in the uh, one of the house office buildings when they shouldn't have been there, but, you know, it's not like it was a big deal. No, 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 it's, it's totally fine. They were doing their job, and the Capitol Police were doing their job. It was, it was all totally normal, even though Adam Schiff let them in uh, to the building. And if it was anybody else's group, let's say it was, um, uh, oh, oh, what's his name? Who's the who's the Infowars guy? Um, I can picture him. I don't. I don't like him. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Thank you. Um, if it was him, well, this would be. Uh, what were they? Let them in. This is awful. That's what we would hear. But no, 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 it's it's uh, it's uh, Stephen Colbert's group. They were doing a, a, a piece. They were thrown out of the January 6th committee hearing, and then somebody let them in, and they were just wandering around the Capitol doing their videos. It's okay. The Capitol Police were just doing their job. My staff was just doing their job. Everyone was very professional. Everyone was very calm. My staffers were detained, processed, and released. A very unpleasant experience for my staff. A lot of paperwork for the Capitol Police, but a fairly simple story. Until <laughs> the next night when a couple of the TV people started claiming that my puppet squad had, quote, committed insurrection <laughs> at the U.S. Capitol building. First of You were in there. Somebody let you in. You were wandering around. You were doing a lot of taping around Representative Lauren, Lauren Boebert's office. Did it, were any of you checked for weapons? Name if if James O'Keefe had been in there, you would be saying insurrection. Alex Jones, you'd be saying insurrection. Me, you'd be. Come on, if a Fox Nation crew was in there without proper authorization, you'd be saying the same. What's the matter? They didn't get enough on January 6th? <laughs> Another $8 million a year, please. <laughs> that guy makes $8 million plus a year. And he's on for an hour. I am in the wrong business. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes, he talks about Puppet Squad because one of the people there was Robert Smigel. Triumph the Insult Comic, who is very funny. Love Triumph. I think Robert Smigel's funny. But this isn't something that's whatever. 
and that it's being just thrown aside because it's Colbert, because being a leftist has privilege. It's ugly stuff. Really ugly stuff. This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com.